0: Me. I don't want to be perceived anymore you all. It's season 6 and I just want to be an entity at this point. A muse if you will.
1: Hi everyone it's Rafi Manzor and we're finally in LLC and this is season 6 of Wait Don't Do It. Come on season 6 let's get it's sickening. sickening. It's the
0: day of DC new new Paris and all I am... Is yours world? I'm yours, and I'm back. <laughs> I just always want to give this like monologue to um, welcome, welcome my my loyal subjects. The queen is gone, but your queen is here.
1: Uh, yeah, just to update everyone, we are recording this very recent. We're keeping all these episodes for y'all this season, very recent, so you guys are always in the know of what's going on in DC weekly. So oh, we're a
0: news, we're, we're we're a news source now. Can we be um, credited?
1: Well, apparently, people had complaints that we had no plot. <laughs> So we are so we are going to, you know, start giving y'all a little bit more of a formatted season. And we actually have a whole bunch of guests lined up this season that I'm really excited about.
0: A whole lot of guests in this mother tucker. I actually wanna know what is the plot of of Wait Don't Do It? Like how would I describe
1: the plot of Wait Don't Do It? Uh, for all the new listeners that we we're getting right now. Um, yeah, if you've never listened to this podcast, it's pretty much about me and Nunu, two best friends in D.C., talking about all the things that we hate, all the people that we hate, and how much we hate each other also. I think that's what it is. And we tell you what not to do.
0: I fully agree. Say for the best friends part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're like sisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if I described describe the plot of "We Don't Don't Do, it would be similar. I would say shenanigans, buffoonery, mm-hmm. gaslighting, um, emotional abuse. Toxicity. toxicity really yeah, yeah. but at the center of it is love a mm. love for hating others and loving myself and not you whoever that show
1: is <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I am uh, so grateful to have you as my podcast host I really wanted you to tell that because I've been listening to our podcast since we've been on this like four month hiatus and I must say our chemistry on, the, on this microphone is so powerful and that's the only thing that's powerful, besides this dick. <laughs> Where? Um, yeah, I've been getting dick. I got dick. I got dick over my break. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like a sufficient amount, like not sufficient quality. I, I wouldn't say sufficient quality amount. I said quality over quantity. Quality yeah. over quantity, girl. <laughs> I found I found more things up about my. You never. You know. You once you once you you know hit a certain number age wise. You know. You're like, what can the world show me about sexuality? And then you just. Leave a hiatus, a sexual hiatus, and you really to find out some new things.
0: Yeah, the sexual revolution is now, you know, send your nudes around to everyone. That way you're not embarrassed. Send whole pics to your grandma.
1: Put it in the group chat. That's I, took I, a, I took should. a really good nude actually yesterday. Like a really sexy one. Okay, let me see it. Do you want to see it? <laughs> 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 I'm going to pretend to show it. Oh,
0: that's no, okay. Um, why, wait, wait, it wait. out. What did you learn about your sexuality?
1: Um I learned that I'm a brat. Are you coming out? Of as what? Not whatever you want to come out as. I'm coming out as a brat, apparently. Okay. Well duh, I could have told you that. I'm a sexual brat though, apparently. No both, yeah. And I'm also a person I, I forgot what one of my one of our friends called it, but they labeled it as something like F bomb or something. Um AFab Queen? No, not an A Queen. No. Oh. Um, but something like that and it's like um, pretty much like i sexually you know sexuality is a spectrum and i both like to be domineering and submissive so if i'm being submissive i have to like be dominant back in certain ways like smack you back or like choke you back and if i'm being a dominant figure i also like to be dominated but i also like to be told what to do as a dominer, like you know bullied a little bit not bullied but you know toyed with yeah yeah
0: um i did zone out but they did sound like britney spears lyrics like a new single coming choke me out zone me out tell me to do smack you around that's fierce. fierce mama
1: um no you're zoning out because you're just getting ready for new news corner which is a new segment of this podcast which i'm really excited to announce
0: Boo, 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 boo. No, yeah. So, it's so weird that Nunu Paris, local American drag queen, international yeah. superstar. The hardest
1: working drag queen
0: in D.C. Well, am I the hardest working drag queen in D.C.? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have it all.
1: <laughs> I want it all. I want it. I want it. I want it. You're the Sharpay Evans of D.C. 100%. The
0: Sharpay Evans. No, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that, that's another rock on that corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um.
0: Yeah, it came from this random tweet, um, which I appreciate you for. Whoever that tweeter was, tweeter, yeah, Twitter? You,
1: Obviously, they like you more than me. But whatever. they
0: said that they wish new new Paris talked more. And you know, season six, I was so quiet. I was going through so much stuff. I want to like let you guys know. Um, what was I going through? You may ask. Body dysmorphia. Um, that's constant. Am I right, girls? (laughs) And them's and guys. Um, I was just really feeling, you know, over the whole podcast experience, like talking, doing things, and you know, when you're an artist, you get burnt out, and you know, you have to recharge your creative battery. So I just found myself retreating and being more quiet, and now. Um, I'll probably do the same thing this season, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm going to, I'm definitely going to be more present and more vocal because I'm a performer. I'm an icon. I have, um, this is my second year in a row. If you guys don't know, um, second time annual, uh, that I didn't get nominated for DC's best. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. And I want to keep continuing my streak and I hope I never get
1: nominated. (laughs) I want to be DC's worst. DC's worst. We should actually start that. DC's Messias.
0: Oh my god, will you guys be into a DC messiest um, award show? Yeah, hosted by Nene Paris and Raffi, uh over Zoom because I don't want
1: to book a venue, and we don't want to book other queens in person. <laughs> uh, Bring back digital drag, okay? Um, <laughs> I want to speaking, stay at the house. Speaking of, we have during our hiatus, we have been working with a lot of um, you know locations and other performers in the community, and it's been such a great experience to work with some of them. Um, Some. but you know, what's very interesting and then something I want to bring up in today's podcast is I realize when you start working in like a creative space or like in nightlife or artistic that, that your artistic lens will be commoditized and you will not make a lot of money off it because these bars are not paying. Uh, just bars, <laughs> uh, Well, bars, but other community spaces. Yeah. A lot of these places do not respect art. So, so tell active. me about the
0: idea of the starving artist to you. <laughs>
1: um, well, I wouldn't say I'm a starving artist because I have good credit. Um, but I will say, it's like these bars are not paying drag performers. So how do you feel as a drag performer? Especially now you're finally leaving digital drag. <laughs> finally leaving. <laughs> <laughs> wow a um, shame. but like yeah now that you're leaving digital drag and you start to perform more you have a couple of performances under your belt what why <laughs> uh, where where do you think where are your priorities now lying in your drag career i think that's a very interesting question to ask well
0: you know if you're talking about in terms of relationship with bars i think it's so <sighs> the way that drag artists have, form these relationships with these bars is, I wouldn't say symbiotic. <laughs> I would say it's just very need-based, and then the bars always have more leverage because they're taking, you know, what whatever they give them. I yeah. think people are so obsessed with performing at certain bars or having a show at certain bars yeah. that they're willing to really not get paid their worth or not really experience, you know, the level of professionalism that they could Yeah. Um, just because I think we, we as creatives just want to be heard sometimes and we do it at the risk of ourselves. I mean, I, I think you have to know, know, you know, your worth. Um. You know, I, I won't get into the, my tax returns or anything, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but you know, I think I've been able to earn and take in a lot more, um, just because of of the way you deal with bars, the way you um, set up, you know, your commission rate, and it's important to have rates. We should all have rates, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, because you know, we come from an experience where Nunu and I, we've worked with bars, but we also work with like other brands and campaigns and other markets. And the like, where do you use is professionalism? And I just think that in, what I've noticed as we've dived into certain. Um, nightlife spaces as that professionalism is kind of lacking sometimes and I think it's also based off a scarcity mindset where you're just offered opportunities for free like people are asking you to fully work and put on shows and like right you know what when I'm saying you can
0: do it by yourself and you know flip that and earn you know a yeah. couple hundred Mm-hmm. A bag, a rat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it's really about having that mindset, though, <laughs> and being able to to negotiate, be risk. It's a risk, though. You know. Luckily, I'm so so grateful for Rafi. Um, he loves fighting, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> and fighting for what's right, and that works for me. So <laughs> I I love it as well. Um, and I and I fight the fight, um, silently.
1: But yeah, I think morally, that, I think no one's really having these conversations. I think based off the, some of the conversations I've had with other people in dc is that in dc it it feels like the opportunities are limited because no one's asking for more there's the standards are so low and like again because of that almost like feeling like there's so there's no resources there's limited resources and opportunities that people the bar is just like astronomical so and i just think it's very interesting because these bars will be asking you to work for them for free and and and, and avoid using the words that, the, that they're asking you like consulting
0: consultancy y'all you have to have a rate because when someone's trying to use your you know intelligence your your style your creativity your vision to do something for their own brand they should be compensating you you know what i mean um it, and it should just be a, a standard. You know, obviously, for example, drag in other places like L.A. or New York is so big because uh, the culture is invested in it, right? Mm. Because everyone has a show. They know it sells. And Queens uh, are, get, you know, paid their worth. But here, we kind of just take whatever. And we, we don't need to take whatever anymore. Like, we need to be done. Let's do a union. Drag union.
1: How do you even form a union? But I think there should be, like, uh, I mean... I think a drag union would be... Or a, a nightlife performer union. Because right now, it seems like... I mean, the, bar, the bartenders are being taken advantage of. But it's almost like there's a disconnect, especially during Latin Heritage Month. You really notice how, like... I mean, some bartenders... I feel like bartenders are being taken advantage of. and like, it's almost like the gay scene is, like, super... I don't want to be shady, but, like, super in to be a bartender... And it's, like, I feel like these opportunities only go to the white gaze. And I'm, like, seeing that trend. Like, you go to Latin bars or, like, Latin Latin nights at, at bars and you see, like, white bartenders that don't speak Spanish. Which
0: I, you know, as an American, uh-huh. and we always talk about this on the podcast, you know, having such an, a, a certain view limits you. I didn't even, like, think of stuff like that, right? And I yeah. consider myself to be, like, super liberal and super woke, which I am. You know what I mean? Like, peace mm-hmm. for everyone. Um... I even can't kind of consider that, like, why have a Latin night if you don't have people that speak the language?
1: Then who are you catering it for? You know what I'm saying? Who, who is a nightlife for? Is it just so you're, by trade, just promoting that you do Latin nights? But, you know, if you're not targeting those audiences, you're not trying to curate a space for those people, then what's that all for? And so that's why we're so passionate, and we recently got to work with uh, Domingo, who is an amazing uh, performer in D.C. who curates space. And, um we're very excited to be putting on a party with them on October 1st at DC9 for Latin Heritage Month new 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 Paris will be performing of course another Chica performance Majatina.
0: another performance y'all
1: another uh, opportunity to do the bare minimum, the minimum.
0: another opportunity to really do the bare minimum now I'm really excited about Fabulose um, tickets in our bio obviously um, but we are working with so many artists in the city to celebrate Latin Heritage Month which is September 15th through October fifteenth.
1: yeah we got two months but we're but when <laughs> We're reclaiming it. We're just claiming September and October for all of us.
0: All of it. We'll just keep it going the whole the whole block party. Um and we're gonna be treating it like the Latin Grammys, right? We're gonna yeah. be interviewing people, uh putting on just displays of <laughs>
1: Latin Grammys. <laughs> why can't we just be the Grammys? Why gotta
0: be the Latin Grammys? The Latin Grammys still exists. I didn't make up the Latin Grammy. Why,
1: why you gotta be the Latin Grammys
0: though? I, I don't know. I mean we have the black Grammys, it's called BT Awards <laughs> we just call it something <laughs> different. Um, whatever coalition you need to get onto to change the name of Latin grammar to so fabulose. Um I you prefer can. the
1: name Sabado Gigante.
0: Sab- <laughs> Gigante. Que Saga Chacal. Uh, which speaking of, I, I speak a little Spanish, right?
1: Uh, we've been working over the course over the break we also were collaborating with DC Beings um, a sex organization here in DC that promotes sex positivity and safe sex and Nunu was in some Spanish speaking videos and I realized Nunu is a, a chica más who doesn't speak Spanish at all but she will tell By you y'all. but she <laughs> definitely will speak she will definitely tell you that she speaks Spanish
0: no I always said that you know I have a reverence for the culture I said that I
1: <laughs> if, if I could cut and paste some clips of news, reference for Latino <laughs> culture and our foods, uh, do you prefer it's, a hard shell or a soft shell taco? Didn't know there was a
0: difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I tested out of Spanish thanks to listening to a lot of Beyonce Spanish uh, songs. So I can read and kind of understand it, but conjugating in real life is really hard. And anyone that speaks more than one language is, you know, an icon. Let's just be yeah, put that out there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, you you, you me, think you speak both? Yeah, español. Are... Sí,
1: correctamente. Okay, word. Okay, fluentemente. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like this is a translate. Being your most used app. <laughs> Show the receipt. <laughs> receipts. Show the receipts. This
1: won't make the podcasting, but it's okay. It definitely will. <laughs> um, but
0: we digress. So in in nightlife specifically, um, it's important to realize that we are making our livelihood. Yeah, so this is real real life income shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I know sometimes people think it was like, ooh, it's hokey pokey's artists, but you know, some of us can't speak for all y'all. I really can't.
1: Moment of silence
0: <laughs> for the queens, for the queens. <laughs> Performers. I'm talking about England. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, who who really work hard? Some girls, you know, do put on the same show with the same five girls. But you know what, work, mama. You're still out here getting your gigs. I appreciate anyone that's working the market working, um and putting on things yourself because it's a lot to manage. People don't realize how hard it 100%. is to manage um life, business, social media, being an influencer, this shit is not for the week. I don't even do it.
1: Okay. Um it is I, I do I will say I think that is something I, I some one of my friends, guest on a guest on the podcast before, said something so clear and I cannot express this enough and I hope the listeners, you know, receive this. Um, is he said that some people have hopes and dreams but other people have ways and means and you really just have to look for the ways and means you really have to create your your, your opportunities and you really can't spend your time on group chaps just talking shit about people for no reason you know I think that's just like wasted effort black people love rhyming um <laughs>
0: <laughs> they do we do love a rhyme yeah uh, no, you're, you're, you're right I mean at the end of the day Kim Kardashian, to me, said it the best. People don't want to work anymore. People, people do not want to work anymore. <laughs> and you no really shame. have to surround yourself with people who want to work. So to elevate yourself, especially when you're doing things on your own, entrepreneurship, it's about surrounding yourself with other people in that field who are also working towards the same things. Not yes. people who are like... Oh, it is what it is I guess it's how it is I'll wait for an opportunity to come you cannot be waiting you have to be posting tagging sending messages um, so
1: like, making again making your own network opportunities um I think that people like only look for networking in comfortable circles like you really have to like get out of the way we literally had to like get out of our comfort zones and like start reaching out to brands and all that kind of stuff like let me tell you you get a lot of nos but you' really remember those yeses. And I think I'm not, a top model. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that a line? Am I and tired, tired banks? banks? Always
0: does that. You guys I heard so many notes. I was right here where you were, but I, I got so many yeses too. Obviously, well, I you remember those yeses, Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and so, and we have our own show too. So we're, we're really, syndicated, really, honey. We're Tyra. We're tired Banks.
0: I I feel like Michelle Versace.
1: We're bankable productions.
0: <laughs> I think that. To be successful, you have to be willing to be vulnerable and you have to be willing to take risk and fail. You know, we we have so many failures here. Oh, wait, don't do it. <laughs> First three
1: seasons, <laughs> y'all didn't listen to us.
0: <laughs> y'all paid us dust. Check our YouTube. Um, we, we had so many fail, you know, we had a a party that got yeah. canceled. We've had brand deals fall through. We've had just some really bad makeup. <laughs> <And> <laughs> if this is on that party <laughs> but we pull we pull through because sometimes you know there' you know there's months where you make a lot of money don't look at my hair and we're back <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying but I want to talk about all your obstacles um we did it so so can you or whatever
1: <laughs> um, do you ever feel because you're a social media queen quote unquote there's like almost like oh uh, my gosh. There is like a certain like lack of respect for your quality of work or your
0: opportunities.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god, you are
1: my honest thoughts. Yeah, because this is like, this is not shade. This and is not shade, but this is this something is that really not people shade. have asked us in, in like in conversations. I would love to talk about this it, in the podcast. It's
0: really not shade. I'm just talking about my experience and how I feel towards everything. I feel that. Number one, if it's, 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 I find it very odd that in, our, in the D.C., DMV, where we're seen, you know, we don't have a lot of social media queens. Social media is how we, like, do everything now, right? Mm. Like, everything comes from, like, TikTok and stuff and memes. And so you kind of have to do it. And in the area, I'm, like, the only one that does it. And I don't even do it that much. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you know, I I have I'm gladly, welcome, <laughs> <literally>. <laughs> I'm gladly welcome. Sometimes, literally, I gladly welcome. Glad you invite you to try it. It's really fun, um, but like, no one does it, and it leaves this whole market where you're just not getting to people. Because how are you reaching people if not via social media? Mm-hmm. They don't come to your shows or they don't come see your art, your business. How are you reaching people? And I think that's something you have to really understand before you even do a creative venture mm-hmm. or any entrepreneurship. Like, how are you reaching people? And it's all visual. It's all social media. So how do I feel about being a social media queen? Um, do people take me seriously? It's like yes and no. Because in some instances, people know that looks kind of rule the world. And I think that people are nicer to me or you know, try to get in a certain, in our proximity because of my looks, um, people tell me I'm pretty, I guess that's true, <laughs> 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 and, um, it is what it is, um, but as a social media queen, I just, I, I just feel like I care a lot about, obviously, looks, looking aesthetically pleasing, and knowing how to market people, know how to reach people, which is an important skill, um, and also just people skills, um, mm. you bitches is annoying. You bitches just don't 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 have people skills. Um, it, you're not gonna grow your craft if you're afraid to talk to people.
1: Um, who who are you talking about there?
0: You. No, I'm just kidding. I think something that's so great though about Raffy is that he'll just talk to people. Like there's so many relationships we have because um he's an alcoholic no <laughs> no no he's just very social and and, have, and and really likes making connections and part of that is what you need to to keep moving i know it's kind of rudimentary but like you just go watch top model and whatever tyra said just, just do that Mingle the room talk i think to that's people. Some,
1: something while i've been stepping outside of my stepping into this like social media space and this nightlife spaces i realize how many people don't have social skills and just don't have like basic like engagement like compliment compliment And then, you know, talk about yourself, ask a question and then you close out the conversation. People don't ask questions. People just talk about themselves. And then they also like, there's this reimagining thing that people don't want to let you know that they know you before. You know them, and so like which is weird
0: because we're all stalkers. Like you know what I mean? Like we're, yeah, we all know we're each all other. Stalkers, like, we all see each other. You know who the fuck I am. I hate when people like pretend not to know you. Oh, when you, that like, is my rich. That, that is, is so rich. That is that is also my pet people. I'm so sorry, but like when you follow each other and they're like, I, "Who are you?" I I don't know.
1: Which I do relate to because some people don't look like their pictures or some people. Ooh. I mean, I haven't done that to people before where I'm like... I Let me tell y'all
0: done? something. You know who the motherfucking Dame of DC is. <laughs> you know who the fuck I not am. Dama, honey. Big queen in the DCC. There's only one.
1: Pain so mean <laughs> and super clean. Um, is that also on Spotify? I hope <laughs> not, actually. You need to take that video down.
0: It's embarrassing. <laughs> so, Rafi, tell me about this um, interesting scar you have on your arm. Uh, it's in it's such an interesting shape. Like I thought it was like henna or or. I'm
1: like, ow it's a scab uh, It's literally
0: like a sea, like a perfect, like amazing it's shape. It's a crescent, little yeah. Uh,
1: no, I fell off a scooter. Those things are very dangerous. I highly do not recommend dr- riding those when you're drunk, and or being drunk. But Nunu just let me get on there, and I told her not to let me.
0: I did watch her down. get on while I was uh, in my Uber home.
1: Yeah, so we just see the close friendship that we have, honey.
0: I, I assumed you would get home somewhere. I thought it was close to your house. We were in Northeast, right? I, <laughs> that's right?
1: That's right. You're, you're not even in the city limits. Right? <laughs> She's, over city limits. She's over here in New Bethesda. She's over here in New Bethesda. North Bethesda, yeah. Bethesda. Can, we, okay, Did, so, can we talk about how Prince George's Plaza, the first neighborhood that we moved to here in D.C., it was actually, is now Heightsville Crossing. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Do <laughs> no, That you. sounds so much better. No, okay,
0: because y'all really like to play this game. Right? No, people, I'll sh- cancel her, please. No, it's not even like that. Sort of obviously, message? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Dude. Obviously, I. I do not agree with gentrification. However, <laughs> I however, I do like these little names that we come up with. Is that so terrible? I love the little names. I like lo- High School Crossing. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> so that's about a plaza. It's just so out. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no plazas that we're interested in. Like, ugh. Not even L'Oreal Plaza, okay?
1: Um, I'm I'm,
0: I'm kind of over that that term. So I like the idea of high school crossing. Who doesn't like Admo? That's hilarious. Kohai? It's so easy. They're all, like, words. They're, like, letters. They're, like, four letters, which is so much easier, right?
1: Uh, so, comment on news page at <coughs> Nunu Paris Yacht ah, and let her know how you, feel, how you feel about this comment.
0: Oh, my gosh. So, you, you don't like the idea of high Desert Crossing?
1: Crossing? Uh, I think it's weird. I think it's stupid. So,
0: tell me about North Bethesda. What is that?
1: North Bethesda is White Flint, which is... Um, what? Like, past Silver Spring-ish. I don't fully know where White... I've never been there, but it's apparently close to Bethesda. And now it's North Bethesda, which is... You know, you, uh, where an uh, uh, old mall was and, like, you know, things were, you know. We know people in Bethesda. Who's in Bethesda?
0: <laughs> Who's in Bethesda? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Start the new hashtag. Who's in Bethesda? Who's in Bethesda?
1: Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're close, though. We're close. Ooh. Racky. A yeah, Paris, unfortunately, still is in M- Montgomery County.
0: MoCo for life. Um, So you asked what is it like to be a top performing drag queen in the city? I'll tell you, Rafi. It, yeah, it, I asked
1: that 15 minutes ago. Yeah,
0: but I'm probably circling around to it. <laughs> it feels great. It feels great. I feel supported. I feel loved. I also feel like lucky. I want to talk about how brave it is to go out and drag. Rafi recently got painted by the Domingo and got in drag for the first time. Me and Rafi um, were unable to do this project due to some conflicting time schedules you know we're, we're both traveling so much and and have so many different separate
1: projects um your project which is fate <laughs> the wink saga <laughs> project and <laughs> project is her cube on netflix
0: <laughs> keeping up with the cues hey oh my gosh so what was it like to be in drag
1: um i hated it man. Completely. Like, um, I is no drag word. comfortable? No. Is well, it's not as uncomfortable. You can make it comfortable if you wanted to. And
0: but it doesn't look if it's comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it does
1: not. And also, I just don't like. I I really am too confrontational for people to really try me. And people, when you put women's clothes on, people automatically start talking to you. A certain way. <laughs> I and
0: you, you do that to me for sure. No, when you, uh, I think you do very. Consistently. When you are perceived as a woman or a female figure, it just like you just it's just it's like they you become entertainment for the masses. <laughs> it's like you just putting on that means I'm entertaining you, which is so weird because sometimes I just like to let cunt.
1: And I also feel like just, like, people are not supportive, I feel like. People don't know how to be supportive. Like, if this is your first time in job, you should really be someone who, like, you know, be like, oh, my God, how do you feel? Like, asking questions. I feel like people are just, like, nosy, but they don't actually check in on you when you're on drag. And I think that's something to, like, take note too. Like, dra- being drag was overwhelming. I was like, girl, my eyelashes, it's
0: done. Girl. And I do this all the time since uh, that's the mystique of new Paris, right? No one knows what they look like. Ooh. But to like,
1: set the record clear, finally, now we know that I look nowhere near as pretty as you in drag.
0: Oh, that's so, that's, that's, that's so nice of you to say. I am aspirational. <laughs> and i only know that because of all the saves and shares on my posts but not the likes but not the likes <laughs> what are you
1: referencing
0: all these all these watchers i mean everyone watches which is another thing you know about if you're going to do a business of being creative you know make sure you're not like gatekeeper your content but like Make sure you know, people know that that's your brand, that's your content. You know what I mean? What do you mean? I feel like people watch and and try to steal and copy and replicate. Mm-hmm. I mean, after we did our gag pride uh, party posters, you know, it, it started to be like a trend amongst some some bars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and copying similar formats. And, and, and people will just take take, take without reference, take without credit, not even trying to pay homage. And you got to be aware of that. Right in, in this industry, because it really is a lonely one. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm glad we have each other. For this season, um, is my contract getting extended? Black pink. Uh, um, <laughs>
1: honestly, Nunu, this might be new news last season. She's been definitely into not showing up for the podcast. I mean, that's
0: what they're doing. They're plotting on my downfall. So, <laughs> if
1: you are a drag performer interested in taking over a new Year's spot, which I know some of y'all want it, you can't uh, wear new wig and be new. No, it
0: takes a lot to be new Paris. It really does. Um, new Paris is an experience, it's a mindset, and it's about being pretty. It's about being real. So now that it's season six,
1: what could the people expect? Let's really
0: get into the tea. Um,
1: we're going to be very... Now that we've had way more experience, we took these four months, are we we really, like, I think, took advantage of some opportunities, and we, like, I think I have a better knowledge of how I want to approach and my standards for, for myself in D.C., and I think, for now, I just want to focus on... Uh, community building, and kind of moving outside of the spaces that don't feed my soul. I will say, do I like working with queer people? No. <laughs> queer people I don't anybody. like working
0: with anyone, honestly. Um,
1: I like working do with I people. I want to work
0: with? Nobody. 99% of them is nobodies. <laughs> I live. The <laughs> is in her villain era. Villain era. My hat's girl era. Um, what do I expect for season six? I expect a lot more messiness, a lot more drama. Um,
1: I think it's time for us to <laughs> let... It's not a reality show, though. It's a podcast, yo. So, <laughs> but it'll, be, it'll always have a tone and uh, a and, uh, message with it. But yeah, dude, it's like, I'm gonna fuck bitches up. I'm here to this is not a Zeus-produced podcast. <laughs> I am being
0: so influenced by Zeus Network, which I just want everyone to go out and support it. I really, no matter what they do, I'm gonna support them. I really gonna rap. Oh my god, that, we right? almost
1: got sued by a drag queen in DC by the way. And, and apparently, the, we do you want to talk about that story? Real um, quick? Oh, the Little Kim album. Um, so we had a drag performer very upset with us. Um, we had a photographer upset with us. Apparently, you can't use pictures. Someone tried to sue us because apparently we put a, a performer that we didn't know of. We uh, we were both in the TikTok. <laughs> Uh, and rapping be edited in, be innocent drama though. That's, that's really be clear. I, y'all, I just be sitting there doing TikToks and I come back ready, rapping and put some, I just put some want best on there. I just want to be making very clear for people that watch our TikToks. If you happen to be in a TikTok that we post, take it as a compliment. <laughs> um, is not shade. for And uh, we will never delete our content for you. I just want that to be clear too. If you don't want to be seen. Um, you, know, if you don't want to be seen. Don't, don't go, go out. <laughs> don't go I, out. I, I, that is terrible. Is it toxic?
0: Um, it but, be a toxic you know, bitch. it'd be a, not toxic if the person wasn't so toxic. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: that person is toxic. And word just, on street, not first hand experience. Though. So.
0: Oh. Um. Well, <laughs> I I also think that's important to have a voice this season. I think we're gonna upgrade some things. You know, we gotta really take some time to shout out Citizen M. For treating the dolls so well. We have some content coming out with them. Um, some more fancy podcast things for y'all this season. Some iconic guests. Mm. And that's what we want to do. Be the voice of DC. Be a place where you can come laugh, listen, and just talk some shit with us. Um,
1: and where can people talk shit on, with
0: you on social media? If you follow New New Paris, if you type in New New Paris, I'll come up. Twitter... Twitter, 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 TikTok, TikTok MySpace, Instagram. Um, come follow me, engage with me. I'll give you a heart comment back.
1: Where can they find us together? Wait, don't do it together, Raffi. On wait, don't do a podcast <laughs> on IG, not on TikTok. That's so mainly me, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, Raffy does take access away from certain accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take away access at this point because sometimes it will t- it will ask me like is Nunu <laughs> present? It, it will, like, <laughs> I I really can't. That's a reminder,
0: Nunu. It's a narrative Ravi is pushing, but it's okay. I, I I'll be here. Just check our posts.
1: <laughs> check check to see how many Nunu only posts there are, and then not come out with me to do it. <laughs>
0: oh, being content creator is so hard. It really is. <laughs> Um, but I'm thankful for our support and our network. Um, uh-huh. Again, Saturday, October 1st, fabulous at DC9 with your iconic host Domingo and us. Uh, make sure you get your tickets. Link and bio for an celebrating celebration of Latin heritage. And we also have the
1: gag party. When's that? Uh, on October 29th, we are coming back with a Halloween party gag. We're bringing back that theme party. Make sure to check out tickets in our bio. That's going to be at the Upper West Side Cafe at 9 o'clock. With
0: iconic guest judge at Blonde in the District, the fashion diva of D.C.
1: He will be making an appearance on this podcast very
0: soon. And music by DJ Gaston, our very, very good friend. And performances by VV Majesty, Dirty Sanchez, and of course, yours truly.
1: So today is September 30th. My name is Rafi Manzor. Thank you for coming to season six. And bye. <laughs> <laughs> so funny um <laughs> i am new
0: to paris the david dc you're loving miss congeniality forever reigning i'll see you next time here at wait don't do a podcast Mwah!